with a thousand plus archive shows and new shows coming to you every Tuesday, we bring you illuminating people from around the globe. Visit our store for their services and books and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Vibrations Roundtable and for the love of music, two genres for you this week. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests are Adam Martin and Nicholas Sterling. So why have I got this on two genres? Well, for the Positive Vibrations Roundtable, I have two gentlemen sharing their story, especially the one of Bravo's 7408 um, Military Compact Speaker Consortium um, with vets who are sharing their stories and their whys. But I'm also doing um, the For the Love of Music because they are musicians. And so I want to really share their music with you because that is their outlet, that is their the way they tell their story. And that's what we're going to be celebrating here today. Um, each one of them have had any of their own. Um, Adam is, uh, has a Southern Rock uh, blues band and um, his music is a blend of Southern Rock, Outlaw Country and the blues, which I absolutely love. He's a singer songwriter and uh, he's a US Army combat veteran. He taught himself to play guitar after returning home from I Iraq. A few years later, he began writing songs and performing locally. Um, he performed uh, Blackbird Anthem with uh, David Bruce and later with Cody Owens on drums. So we're going to be finding out a little more about his um, vet uh, part and, and also the music, why he chose that and why it's such an expression for him. And Nicholas um, is also part of the Bravo team. He's a former United States Army infantryman. Um, he was uh, determined to join the military to serve his country and shortly after graduating he enlisted in the army and deployed with the 25th Infantry Division into Iraq 2006 and 7 where he was wounded and earned a Purple Heart. So after leaving the military um, he decided to be a student at the State University uh, earning a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. And over the years he's traveled multiple states and countries striving for the sense of purpose and drive while seeing his, uh, serving his country. Um, he's found music and we'll find out what kind of music that he likes to play, why it's so important in everything that he does. And um, music is such a wonderful healer. It is such a wonderful tool in which we can all um, find an expression and a release. It tells a story, it shares some pain, it shares some hopes, and it really does unite people. So it's a wonderful platform in which to tell share a story and bring people together. So I'd like to welcome them both to the show. Welcome Adam and welcome Nick. Thanks Sarah, appreciate uh, you having us on the show today. Wonderful. Yes, thank you very much. And wonderful to have you here Nick. Um, so it is really, really important that um, we do share our experiences, don't we? Because it's part of that thing that really shows the world um, how to heal. Um, that we can go through anything in life, we can uh, survive anything in life, we've just got to find our platform on which to do it in. So I'm going to start with you, Adam, you know, to start off by telling us a little of your Iraq story and also how you came into music. Well, I, uh, I joined the military, I joined the U.S. Army as, as a reservist uh, early 2001. And uh, so little did anyone know, just a few months later, the world would change September 11th of that year. So uh, I knew that we'd be going to war. I knew with my job as a combat support military police officer that uh, that we would be right there alongside the infantry and, and doing our job and serving our country and, and going to war. 
Well, my unit, the uh, 810th MP Company, we to the the Middle East in uh, May 2003. So just a few, uh, just a couple months after the initial invasion and push into Baghdad and Iraq. And part of our job as um, military police combat support was providing security for supply convoys traveling from the border of Kuwait up through Iraq, all the way up uh, north of Baghdad, and then back down. So, um, you know, we, we would take this 500-mile this journey going all the way up and then back down, and we would just run this mission over and over and over again. And supplies needed to get north, and a lot of the insurgents, of course, they didn't want that to ha happen. So we were attacked with sniper fire, small arms fire, IEDs, car bombs, mortars. Uh, there was only one, actually one mission that we went on that we were not attacked in some way. That's pretty hairy. It was at times. You know, we had a we had a great uh, we had a great company. I had a great platoon and and NCO leaders, and you know, we were very fortunate that uh, we did have some injuries, but everyone everyone made it home, and. Um, you know, you, you come home, and I came home as a reservist. Uh, I was activated, was over there for 15 months. When I came home, my reserve unit was actually about 100 miles from my house. So, and I live in a pretty uh, pretty rural area, and I didn't have a lot of the, the family support at the time. You know, the VA wasn't prepared for a lot of the, the injuries, and the, both psychological and physical, that were coming back. And so I really didn't have any, any military support um, my family didn't have a whole lot of uh, family support, so I struggled for a number of years. Um, finally recognized I, I needed some help uh, when family relationships were going down and just a, a lot of isolation, um, being isolated and, um, you know, the, the warning signs of PTS. And so finally um, went to the VA and, and started to get some help. And... Uh, one of my counselors asked me one day, you know, what's what's one thing in your life you can't you can't live without? And I kind of felt like a jerk at the time, but you know, because the responses that you expect are, you know, your wife, your kids, and, and the first thing that came out of my mouth was music. And uh, she asked me if I could play anything, and I said, the only one thing I can play is the radio. <laughs> and uh, but I've I've always loved music, and she says, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you to learn to play something. And uh, she says, I want you to make that your new mission is to learn to play something. So I, uh, I borrowed a guitar, and I started watching YouTube videos, and I started teaching myself how to play. And that's how it started. And that's how it started. So, Nick, what's your story? How did you get into music? You know, what's, um, did it go from being a veteran to music, or was music always there for you? Uh, yeah, you know, I played music in high school. I learned, I taught uh, myself guitar, I learned by ear. So I learned in high school. It kind of carried on through the military, uh, through deployments and whatnot, just trying to, uh, as something to do. Never really looked at it as something as a professional or income builder or anything like that. I just kind of did it for fun. And I guess I'd probably say a few months ago, for a long time, and then uh, I was realizing that. When in, with my songwriting and being able to write honest lyrics, which especially here in Texas is a huge facet of the music scene here in the genre is just honest songwriting. The more honest I started writing, the more uh, healed I felt after writing and the more 
the feedback continued to get better and better to where people actually thought I was writing good songs. And, you know, that really kind of validated what I was feeling that kind of told me, you know, this kind of writing honestly is kind of helping me with uh, my relationships and helping me myself kind of heal from everything that uh, I had been dealing with. side of life so you know music must be one of those things that balanced out and made things lighter for you oh yeah i mean it, it it's actually funny when i play and stuff because a lot of my songs are very i guess kind of deep and you know in general you know texas we play country music so it's a lot of sad songs anyway but you know my songs are very they can be sad and they can be very deep and um touching in that in that point but i'm generally a very happy person I, I get that a lot when i go play and i go meet people they don't really expect those kind of songs to come out of me or or really even expect when they hear my story that things have happened to me before generally i kind of I, I tend to keep a pretty positive attitude i mean i joined when i was 18 and uh we were we were deployed in iraq we were deployed during the surge in diala river valley at, uh, in bakuba i mean we lost 19 guys a lot of us were wounded i was wounded right before the deployment ended actually and so it was kind of, I think the one thing I had going for me was that I was young. So I really didn't understand a lot of what was happening to me and going around. I knew my job and I knew I loved my guys and that was all I needed to know. Looking back on it, how I am now and a lot of my experiences, I think I would have, my perspective on what happened to us would be a lot different now than it was when I was 20. So I kind of had that going for me to where it didn't affect me in the same way that maybe it affected other people. So in my mind, I just had to keep driving on and push through. So I didn't let any of these emotions out or any of these things that now with a little more wisdom and experience under my belt, I can let that out now and do it in a healthy way. And that healthy way for me was through music. completely agree with that Sarah you know you mentioned something to Nick about, about music providing a balance and um, you know my, my previous work I mean I was in law enforcement I was a, a state corrections officer and then the military you know it's a very regimented very very rule-based very you know chain of command organization and then um, so that's that's really how I live and that's how I approach almost all of my life even my relationships it was it was order it was structure and the music really allowed me to to kind of explore that that creative side. And Nick is exactly right in, in allowing that that healing. And then what that does is, you know, it, it lets me take a, a three minute song and create a story of words. And and music is one of the things that that crosses not just you know, genres, whether it's rock or country or, but it, it, it crosses borders, it crosses nations and, and people can, can feel something and connect in a way through song and through music that sometimes just speaking those words doesn't convey. And, 
and and that's where a lot of the healing for me has taken place and then seeing what that can do for other veterans and and others that even aren't veterans to say wow you know i never i never realized that that side of what soldiers and and marines and sailors and what some of the things that they experience one almost every award except for the Oscars if anybody saw that fiasco um, but you know I think the reason why people talk to it so much is because it is about song expressing how you feel and I just had a thought could you imagine on the battlefield if both sides came out in song and sang to each other <laughs> instead of shooting each other that you know we just might have better communication and understanding of what we both need to do um, just a thought there uh, and Nick um, music you, you see it as healing and you see it as something that is very expressive um i haven't had a chance to listen to your music i have with you adam and you know i can i can feel kind of the gut with you adam when you sing like you're singing from the core the gut of you i haven't heard right. your music yet nick so what kind of music is your style nick uh it's very i play acoustically just by myself right now and i've got a couple musicians that'll kind of join me every now and then but really i like playing by myself right now because it's a very uh it gives me a lot of um opportunity to kind of go off on my own because i'm i'm stronger vocally than i am a guitarist so i'm able to hit some notes that maybe some other people can't quite yet so i'm able to kind of really put some feeling behind it especially in certain songs that i really want to kind of let it loose and really kind of help people feel what i feel while I'm seeing that, especially while I was writing that, because a big part of what I do, especially when I perform, is I don't just want to go through the motions every time, especially if, you know, if we become successful, we're going to be playing these songs four or five times every night for weeks on end. I never want to get to a point where I'm just going through the motions. So I make sure and put myself back into the consciousness that I had when I wrote it. So it can be very emotional, but generally the genre I kind of stick to, it's very uh, Americana, Texas country, uh, even there's a little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of folk, just really here in uh, Texas, we call it uh, roots music. It really kind of stuff that you might hear just out on the back porch or up in the mountains. Just if you were hanging out with your friends, your family, and just kind of playing, picking strings on the back porch, really just kind of whatever you happen to feel that day. And it can be very country or it can be a lot more Americana and rock. But uh, really, that's a good thing about Texas is as long as it's honest, they will really accept your music in any form here. So I've, I've been very uh, lucky to have been able to start playing here. You know, it really kind of depends on my mood that day, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to brag on Nick here for a little bit. And in his style, you know, you said that um, that mine was kind of uh, just singing from the gut. And I, I'll tell you, Nick and I are actually really good friends. I mean, we 
we met and, and kind of how we met was, was through music a little bit. And we've got the chance to, to listen to each other. And I'll tell you, Nick's, Nick's music is, if you say mine's from the gut, I'll tell you, his is, his is a raw emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's got a style and a, and a raspiness and some of the things that he can do vocally. He's got a falsetto that, I, a falsetto that I, I'm just so envious of because it's so great. But, um, you know, in his writing, it, it's true and it's real and it's raw. And so, um, you know, his, you're talking about style and genre and, you know, great music, I, I think, doesn't have to fit into one particular style. You know, you go back and do what I consider some of the great songwriters like John and Chris Christopherson and, you know, Johnny Cash when he started was rock and roll and then he was a little bluesy and then it was country and it's just great music. And if it connects and it's real, you know, and it's emotional, then then that's what's that's what's going to connect with people, that real emotion. Um, the, the music that I play is, um, you know, it's really just a, a mix of what what I grew up listening to. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my dad, my dad was career army also, and he'd play, he'd get out his vinyl records and he'd play Leonard Skinner and he would play Johnny Cash and Elvis. And he'd also play Kiss and Charlie Daniels and Bachman Turner Overdrive, you know, and he had all these, uh, yes, in Chicago and he had all these, these records. And so that's what I grew up listening to. And um, so when I started, you know, kind of playing, that's kind of what I gravitated towards playing. First song I ever learned how to play was uh, Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door. And, um, you know, so that's that's just the natural kind of progression that where where I go to and my vocal ability and kind of the, the grovel and the grit just kind of really lends itself to that. So some of my songs are a little more country, some are a little more rock some are a little more that that southern rock kind of sound but um you know it's it's the the lyric writing and the storytelling that i like in the song um in more by the lyric than you know than the music and and i'll ask the same question with you nick um you know adam are you lyric based or uh, very very lyric based very very lyric based very story based um very rarely have I started off and I write a new song just with the music. Um, I'll, I'll have an idea or a concept, and usually the words will come first or words and music will, will come at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only think of maybe one or two that have started as, uh, as just music or chords that have then turned into a song. So it's, it's very much... The, the power of words, the power of storytelling, and then finding the right chords on the guitar that that fit the mood and and fit the words and the melody. And Nick, what's your process? Yeah, and uh, thanks, Adam, for all the uh, compliments. I appreciate that. And you know, it's uh, it's definitely very, very much lyric based. The lyrics really make the song when you're writing. The songwriting, it's really about what you're trying to say in the song and what you want to say. But uh, it's funny because I'm actually the opposite. I actually write the music first. I generally have an idea in my head and then I write lyrics to kind of match the music. But the songs always end up changing because all my songs are very different. But I feel like in my mind, they match the lyrics. So they always end up changing. But I usually write, I have a tough time, just kind of weird. Uh, my Like my mother and my wife always say, I'm poetic with my 
uh, lyrics in my songs, but I am terrible at writing poetry. I, I, if I try to write and I just sit there and write it down, I'm awful at it. I can't write it's to. Like <laughs> yeah. That's what I said before. You know, just speaking it as opposed to putting it to music. I mean, there's a there's a license with music to take it somewhere that it really needs to go. That sometimes the spoken word just can't do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's when I'm when I'm writing, I match it to the rhythm, and then I can slow it down, speed it up, and add some picks in there to really kind of turn it into the song that the lyric is trying to trying to make it. And you know, I'm a I've got a couple of degrees now, and I'm a graduate student, so I do a lot of a lot of research papers, and I think that kind of makes it tougher to actually sit down and write something because I'm very very structured when it comes to writing. So I really have to kind of let the song flow out of the music a little bit. But uh, but I, I, I'm you know, even ten years in, I'm, I'm very new at this too. There's a uh, people can write for years and years and years and still learn new things. So there's no one right way to do it for sure. And I think it's about you know learning. I mean, what you did yesterday, you know, what you do today, it's just all you know the building on the skills, isn't it? It's you know part of that discovery. You know, we're always in self-discovery of where we are now, what inspires us. You know, where can we go next? And um, but very much, and music is very much about capturing the now isn't it you know the how you feel in this moment and when you play it to someone you know how you felt in that moment when you wrote it and when you perform it but that other person listening to it it's going to address their now how they feel in their moment and that's the beauty of music isn't it there isn't like you know one song that fits all and everybody's going to feel the same way it just brings out in us what we need to feel at the time we need to feel it adam what do you think of that you're right. I mean, music, music creates and, and great music and good music, it, it should evoke some kind of emotion. And that emotion can be happy or sad or remembrance. And although they may not be able to directly connect with the story that's there, they can connect with that emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and so being able to, to connect with people on an emotional level is, you know, that that's kind of like a mystery and a beauty all in of itself, and it, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, somebody doesn't have to go through a, a convoy in in Iraq, which is what my song tonight we write is about. But it, it's it's a song really about about facing your fears and, and doing something you know is scary and and something that that's a huge risk and maybe even life threatening, but still going out and doing it anyways and overcoming it and and facing that fear and. You know, almost everyone can connect with that. So you don't have to have be a soldier. You don't have to have gone to combat to to understand uh, having a hard fight in front of you and going for it and doing it anyways. And, and that's where music, as I was saying before, crosses so many spectrums. And you know, I, Nick's got a great song, "Texas Moonlight," and, and um, you know, I, I, I've never danced yet in the Texas moonlight. I may hope to one day, but I, I can understand and connect with that feeling that he's talking about. Right. And, and and that's what just some of the, um, you know, that that's what music does. And that's that's what draws so many people around the world to music, I think. Yeah. Um, if, if, as I say, I mean, I've listened to people in different countries sing in English and sing beautifully, and you go and talk to them afterwards, and they can't speak a word of English, which is always hilarious. But they managed to capture the meaning of every word that they sang. And, you know, this is, again, it doesn't matter what 
nationality or ethnicity or where you come from, when a song touch, it touches you, it, it, it transcends everything else, doesn't it? So it's not, I'm speaking to this type of person or speaking to that type of person. You're speaking to people who are hearing the message at the time they need to hear it, and that's what a song does. Hey, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I noticed that my songwriting really started to hit its stride when I stopped worrying about what people are going to think about it or how they're going to relate to it. Because no matter what song you listen to, you relate to it in your own personal way. It can be a very literal song and you'll still relate to it in your own way that is different from the songwriter. So I have songs that are pretty literal and some that honestly may not make a lot of sense to people, but they will relate to it in their own personal way so that's really what it's uh kind of good music it, you're going to relate to it and it's going to make you feel something so it's uh it's a process of really just kind of writing down what you want to write and what you want to play and not worrying about um oh i hope people can relate to this or not because they will relate to it but they're just going to do it in their own way so it's you just kind of have to really put that out of your mind and understand that if you can make someone feel something then you're doing something right understanding of the music in a different way. I'm listening to it in a different way. Uh, whereas before, I, you know, it kind of hit me one level and no, I wasn't interested. Now it's kind of taught me how to open up and listen to the music and be open to different types of music because we are inclined just to get stuck in our listening. But the moment we start opening up that library of music and listen to different types, it's like different languages speaking to us and it really can be very, very exciting. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and I can kind of understand your, well, I don't like country music because so much that is on what, you know, FM radio country today, so much of it to me, it just sounds alike. You know, I mean, you can you can take one artist and, and displace them with this other artist lyrics and a lot of it's going to sound the exact same. And that's that's just kind of what has happened with with country music today. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, whether you want to call it pop country or, or, or stadium country, and and that's you know, that, that's that's not what what we play. Um, you know, we we play music that in the music that we write might have been country twenty twenty five years ago, um, along the lines of you know Skinner and Marshall Tucker, and and there are some great new bands that are playing this type of music uh, whiskey myers american aquarium a uh, friend of ours scott brown the scooter brown band who's on um, that record with us as well but they're but they're not on the radio because the radio is is dominated right now by by what is selling and that's the pop music but um you know being able to to really listen i mean there there are some artists from multiple genres that that I can listen to a song, I'm like, wow, you know, that that's a really good, I don't care for this style of music, but I can appreciate the talent or, or the words. Um, you know, one one artist that, that I always marvel at, even though I'm not a big fan of rap, is Eminem, because of the way that, that he lyrically flows and some of the words that he gets to rhymes, he, he's literally, I mean, he, he's, he's a lyrical genius to me. Um, but I'm not a 
huge fan of, of rap music in general. But, you know, if I need to kind of music therapy or need some downtime, I just love going to YouTube and just kind of exploring what kind of music is there. And that's what's really opened up a great deal. And, of course, the social medias. I mean, I've literally interviewed people, but I've seen them post something on social media and I've, I've got to interview you. You know, your music is so great. And I think that's, you know, we're, we're not just looking at the radio anymore. And I think actually the more open and educated not musician, but your music um, player would be somebody that really does look to all the other sources. Because as musicians, you've got to do so much of your own marketing. You can't rely on the radio at all. You've got to get out there, haven't you, on the social medias to get your to get your music heard. If I'm going to hit you on that one first. Yeah, absolutely, and completely agree with Adam on the radio right now, especially coming out, trying to go nationwide. It does get tough that way. Um, you gotta be marketable and whatnot. And that's one thing I love about here in Texas. It's all on request base. And if you want to get your single out there on the radio, you can, and it's about just uh, pushing out. It's really on yourself to put in the work. It's how much work you put into it on social media and reaching out to radio stations and going and playing, getting your live music out here. And the best thing about text that I love is live original music is huge here. You can't go anywhere Wednesday through Sunday, even Mondays and Tuesdays. There is live music probably 10 or 10 to 15 places in every town in Texas of live original up and coming musicians. And it's, so it's, it's a lot, uh, we kind of have a easier route than some other places in the country, but at the same time, that means there's a lot of really good musicians here that you're kind of competing with. But one thing I love about it here as well is that there's no competition here. Everyone really is here to help each other out. If one of us gets on the radio if one of us gets a really good gig and stuff like that it's really like it's a good thing for the music scene in general you know you're exactly right about you know today you have to market yourself um and that is with, with the advent of social media and, and youtube and instagram twitter snapchat uh, facebook all all of these um, social media platforms that we have today, it does allow a, an independent or an unsigned artist to really push their stuff themselves. And and that's a good thing and a bad thing because not only can you do that, but so can everyone else that's trying right. to, to get done. And you do, you have to figure out a way, and just like any kind of marketing, you know, you have to figure out a way, what's, what's my niche? What's, what's a little different about me that's going to have someone say, oh, I need to listen to that. And so much, you know, about music is about connection and connecting with people. And social media is the same thing. Social media is about connection and connecting with people. So um, it, it's a lot, too, about finding, finding people who, who like your style of music, who can connect with what you're trying to, to bring across. And, you know, my style of music, it, it, it may not make it on the radio. It may not get to FM radio and, and spins. And, and although that'd be great, it, it's okay if it doesn't. Um, I love being in front of a live audience. Yeah. And I love that, that connection and, and the energy that comes from that. And, uh, you know, so being able to, to use that 
to to market the music, to push the music, and then to find venues. Um, I've I've booked a lot of venues just by doing a lot of you know legwork and groundwork of looking at social media and then looking at artists that I have maybe a similar sound to, and saying, okay, where have they played, and and then reaching out to those venues because that's the type of music that you know that crowd or that audience enjoys. And they're like, okay, well, they kind of sound like this band, and they were here. So using using it to your advantage and and staying current, um, knowing what people are wanting in in marketing and social media today is pictures, it's short videos, it's Facebook Live, it's it's a little behind the scenes stuff. What's the story behind the song? Um, the more you can engage them, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in you as an artist, but also you as a person the more connection you're going to have with them. You, you've really got to be able to brand yourself. I mean, it's not just musicians, it's actors, it's authors. You know, gone are the days where you have agents that do all of that for you and you just turn up for the gig. Um, you've really got to be everything today. And uh, but you know, I know it can be very overwhelming for some people and for some people that, man, it's all about the art, I don't want to do this. Well, if you want people to listen to your art, I'm afraid you have to step into it. But there are you know, some easy steps that one can take. You know, um, you everybody needs a current site because that's where you can post your music, where your next event is, um, you know, have a card you give out that actually has that on it with your contact um, and you, what your music channel, whatever you choose to put your music on and make it easy for people to find you, make it easy for people to book you um, or want to talk about you. And, and it isn't, you know, you have to be prepared like in any business and you're in the music business so you're an artist but you're in business and so you have to be able to find a happy medium with that uh, and i know for some artists it's very difficult because they feel embarrassed about promoting themselves but you have to get over that don't you nick i'm gonna throw it over to you there yeah absolutely i mean definitely a lot of younger musicians kind of move past that that business aspect of it so i think guys like me and adam you know we're a little older we have kind of the benefit of knowing that there's a lot of different aspects to making something work you know you can have talent and have ability but you really need to run it like a business to be profitable uh to keep on going because i love to play for just the love of the music but that doesn't put uh, food on the table for my family and if I want to go further it's unfortunate but it takes money to make money and it's a, it just kind of the way it is if you really want to get out there you kind of have to run it like a business and have that kind of mindset and keep on pushing forward and that's where the hard work comes in uh, going out like Adam was saying going out to these venues going out to different places making connections connections and networking and building uh, good relationships with other people who are doing it the right way as well and kind of surrounding yourself with those types of people. I mean, even street busking, you know, having a card to hand out, though, you know, not just kind of accepting the money, but making sure people leave with a card where they know where to find you, um, you know, how to, uh, to follow through your music. Uh, I think gone are the days where we sell CDs because nobody uses that anymore, so give them a card. And, uh, or even, you know, you sign up, you get one free download song. You know, you've got to think of different kind of gimmicks to do things. So um, you must always have hard on you. You must always be willing to, to you know, speak to your art. Um, how much do you guys like jamming? I mean, you know, one of my favorite things is to see musicians just come together and everybody just starts playing. Nobody knows what they're doing. They're just following each other. 
and that's some of the best music you're ever going to hear. Adam? You know, it's funny that, that you bring up kind of the jamming thing, because that's, that's kind of what and how Nick and I initially met and, and found out, you know, Nick played and I played. We, uh, we were at an event last year outside of Houston to support the you know, Lone Survivor Foundation. And I was out there to, uh, to play as, uh, as not only a, uh, a member of a, of a 10 man they were having on one of the days, but also as a retreat, previous retreat attendee. And Nick and his wife were coming in to, uh, to be a speaker at the event. And I saw Nick coming in and he had this uh, acoustic guitar case. And I'm like, hey, you know, I never met him before. And I'm like, hey, man, do you play? He's like, yeah, I play a little bit. I'm like, well, let's get all this stuff squared away and let's just kind of sit here and jam and play. And then what we did is we just kind of started swapping songs back and forth. You know, I'd play one of mine, he'd play one of his. And and that's really what kind of sparked a lot of of us forward and and getting some validity to our own music that, hey, somebody else does like this and can appreciate it. And um, but, yeah, being able to sit down with other musicians and. And as Nick said before, not as a competition, but as an opportunity to learn and appreciate others. Um, and I've never played that chord that way before. What'd you do right there with your finger? You know, and um, and let me let me play that again. Let me see that. Um, that's where we can, you know, we, we can get better and we can, you know, the old term kind of, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, but that's really uh, th- th- those are fun. You know, those, those are the opportunities to... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nick, you like jamming? Yeah, exactly what uh, Adam was saying. Uh, especially here in Texas, that kind of song swapping is a great way for artists to get out there and hear a couple different artists at the same time. And you learn as you do that. and Because it's not a competition a lot of times. You know, just because someone else gets a gig or something like that doesn't mean that I don't get something in the future as well so we really try to support each other and you know when it comes to jamming i like watching and i like learning but i'm a terrible one to jam with because i barely know the names of the chords half the time i've gotten good at what i play but i still play by ear and i'm i'm not a great at kind of improvising on the guitar still so i can kind of do things with my voice and whatnot and things and we can sing and play and play songs but i'm not as good at jamming so i like watching uh, and a lot of people around here will have kind of jam sessions like that and they'll go to open mics and I just love watching that because I feel like I learn something by watching them and what they're doing and it gives me ideas. So in that sense, I definitely do because I just enjoy music in general. So watching other people who are much better than me at their instruments, that's always uh, great to listen to. I'm a big fan of the show The Voice uh, because it's chosen on the voice, not the looks or the age or anything else. Um, and, you know, I love also the way it's mentored. Um, it's not judged, it's mentored. And they have the most awesome band, absolutely an amazing band backing them up. And you'll see the singers that have come out that are very technical and, you know, not a note wrong and it sounded perfect. But then there's the people that come out and they don't sing, they sang. They are a part of the band. They're just another instrument in the band with their voice. And you can actually then see like, you know, a whole performance. And it's something that they may not sing it perfectly, but they sing in a way that hits you in the gut and gets you really going. Um, is that the kind of music that you guys like, Adam? Absolutely. You know, I, I, we keep saying absolutely so much because we're agreeing with everything that you're saying. <laughs> um, 
yeah, music, music, you know, we, we go to concerts and we watch things to be, to be entertained. And there are people that are great singers, and then there are people that are great performers and great entertainers. And they may not have the, the perfect pitch, but you know what? You're going to walk away from that show or that experience and just, wow. And when, when an artist can, can pull the audience in, one of my, one of my favorite all-time bands is a, they're a 90s era when they came out, but they, they still around touring today called Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them live at least a dozen times. And every time that they play, they, when they play a song, you can see that the lead singer and, and band, they're all together. The lead singer is an instrument and part of the band, and they are experiencing the emotion of that song every time that they play it and sing it. And I, I want to be someone that that just is is a band, you know? And, and I started out like Nick, playing a lot of acoustic and, and solo stuff. And I'm very fortunate now to have a really great band behind me that that lives and breathes and, and believes in the music like I do. And and now it's we when we talk about things we make decisions as a band. It's not me directing. This is what's going to happen. It's all right, guys. How do we how do we perfect our sound? And is this the way we want to go with that? Um, and it's taken a while, you know, to get to that point because I had to figure out what exactly is my sound and who am I as an artist. And until I really discovered that, and it took those those years of playing solo and now I know exactly what my sound is and and what the sound of our band should be. And I I don't want to be separate from the band. It's, it's one of the reasons that uh, almost a year and a half ago, I went away from billing myself and booking myself as Adam Martin and, and wanted a wanted an identity. I wanted a brand and, um, that you know, someone could hear and like, okay, yeah, that that's the Blackbird anthem sound. Right, it's something that can really identify the whole of you, and uh, not just the lead of you. Uh, Nick, it sounds like you you're kind of still in the uh, in a little bit of the discovery stage. Um, you're not really part of the band, right? You're on your own. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just me right now for the most part, and I'll join some other people sometimes, but yeah, when I build myself, it's just me right now, but I know that when when I start playing with other people, my sound does change, and with my songs, my sound kind of changes song to song, so I know when I actually do build a band and get to that point that my sound will change, and I mean, it'll change for years until you really find you're doing it. It can take bands quite a while to actually really find what their niche is and what their sound is. And I'm the same way with that. And when I do have a band, when I get to that point, it's not just, I'm not going to build myself still as me. Now I may be Nick Sterling and something or something like that, but I really want to have a, a name like that because I want a band to, uh, feel as invested as me i don't want to just still bill myself and then the band feels like they're easily replaced or something like that you want to make sure that everyone it because it it turns into a team effort and uh to where you you really have a lot of say it's why i like um i don't do a lot of co-writing but i like writing with other musicians of different instruments because it really lets them put their feel of what they're good at on their musician into it and that's all part of the song the sound of the song is part of the songwriting so having a fiddle or a uh 
a really good guitarist put in on that song really helps invest them in the song that you're writing, even though they don't have a part in the lyrics. It really kind of has that kind of team effort feel to it. But, I mean, then you've got people like Ed Sheeran, and, you know, he can command an entire stadium, just him and a guitar. You know, he's one of those people. And so, you know, not everybody needs to be in a band. You know, you can be your own band, so to speak. So it's just a question of where, you know, what your journey is meant to be and where you're meant to follow. Um, are you, Nick, are you still, you know, um, in your other business, in the criminal justice business? Uh, no, uh, pretty much, uh, I stopped, I went back to school and since, uh, I got a purple heart, I was able to utilize the vocational rehabilitation portion of the VA. So it's kind of like a GI bill. So they paid me to go back to school. So I got a second degree and I'm also getting a graduate degree in Russian. And, uh, that kind of sets me up for, I've got a lot of contacts, a lot of uh, people I served with and people that I know now through other businesses that I've been in, in the intelligence field. So kind of. I've got a I've got a baby on the way also, so kind of what I gave myself is I'm gonna give music a full time go because it it started picking up pretty well and say when I finish my master's I'll have a couple degrees and so ability to go back in and serve my country in a different way. I, if I am profitable with music, then I'm gonna keep rolling with that and I'll just be a highly educated musician. <laughs> but exactly. Oh, thank you very much. When's the baby due? Uh, April. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice soon, so. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tumultuous type of job, though, you know, like anything to do with the arts. You know, you're only as good as your next gig. Um, and that means you're constantly having to look for gigs. And, of course, it's nice if you're somewhere for a period of time because then you've got another security for a time. So it is a lifestyle that doesn't suit everybody because if you want security... Um, you know, you're not going to get that uh, in this business. But having spoken to so many musicians, that if they say it doesn't matter what other jobs they've had to do a long way, um, you know, to put the bread on the table, first and foremost, they're a musician, and that's what they have to do, and this is just part of the lifestyle. So, Adam, what do you think to that? You're exactly right. The... Um musicians that they just have a love and and just a passion to play it's not a it's not a oh i want to play it's i have to play and whether it's at a venue at a show whether it's just sitting at home in you know uh, a room by myself picking on my guitar and singing it's a it's something inside you that that has to get out and you you have your daytime job and that puts the the food on the table and pays the bills, you know, with, with the hope and, and prayer that, you know, maybe that, that one show, that person's going to be there. That's, that's going to hear my song and I can, I can really give this a full time go. Um, and one of the things that I, I think Nick and I and, and Ryan and a lot of these other veteran musicians have is, you know, we, we have that, that military mindset of, of we're going to work hard. And we're not going to sit there and expect for someone just to show up at our at our show. We're going to go out find the venues that these people might be at, and we're going to push and we're going to we're going to work hard. Um, Scott Brown, who's on this Battle Cry album, also along with Ryan and and Nick and some others, he had a conversation with Nick and I last year at Frog Fest, and he said, you know, there there may be people out there that have a better voice or a better guitar player or a better songwriter. He said, but no one is going to outwork me. 
And, and that really, that really, you know, spoke to me about, about the work ethic. And as veterans, we know, we know what hard work is. And we know that if we have a mission mindset, that we're going to be able to to move forward, and and when you're tired, you just you put that tired away and you pull it out when you have time to be tired, and whether it's you know you work all day at your day job or go to school and then play a show that night and get up the next day and do it again, that's the mission, and and that's that's an advantage I think that a lot of vets have is that is that work ethic to to push forward to accomplish the mission. That's what Nick's going to get tested on with baby at home and going on during a gig. <laughs> no sleep. <laughs> You're about to find out how much of that work comes into play. Uh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, and the good thing about it is that uh, I get basically get to be a stay-at-home dad during the day. So I, I do have that. At least I won't be gone all day and all night. But it'll be a new... Uh, a new experience, and I mean to kind of touch what Adam was saying. It, yeah, that Scott Brown telling us that was a huge um, best advice that I've gotten so far because it is like we we can outwork nearly anybody we go to. And the 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 fact that we are uh, kind of veterans, we have this mindset is that we have a very positive attitude. And musicians, I've seen a lot of young musicians get down on themselves because they had a bad gig and they'll let one bad gig ruin 10 good ones. You really have to find a way to let make the one good gig uh, shine over the 10 bad ones you had, because especially as a beginning musician, you're going to have bad gigs and a lot of them in a row, probably where it's just not what you thought it would be. And what really helps Adam and I is that this this part of our career, probably for a few years, it's really going to be some a lot of travel, a lot of bad gigs, and a lot of non-packed houses and playing for very minimal people. But for people like us, I mean, we thrive in that. That's that's kind of that uncomfortable, down-in-the-trenches kind of work. I really like this. I like this part because I like I know that I'm working hard and it is going to pay off. So I like that it's not exactly the way you think it should be or what it's going to be. This is really a uh, down and dirty part of your career that every musician has to go to. But uh, I really like that part of it. And I mean, there are going to be people that are better than you. It's funny you brought up the voice. Uh, actually, I just got selected for a songwriting contest for a big festival here in Texas. And the first round, I'm in the first round of cuts and I'm up against a girl who made the top six on the voice. So wow. I'm very obviously very intimidated, but at the same time, you kind of have to take things for what they're worth and say this is going to be great networking. The fact that somebody considers me on the same level as someone like her, I'm just going to take that away from it at the very least. So you got to find the positive things you can take everything and go away, come away with that. So even if I don't make it into the next, into the final round, I can take it that, you know what, somebody thought I was as good as her and I'm going to take that confidence into my next contest or into my next show. And of course you never know because at that time, you know, it's in the moment that you play, you know, does it touch something? Does it, you know, is it that one that reached the audience, you know, whoever's, you know, judging you, um, that spoke to them louder? So it ain't over until it's over, right? And again, whatever experience you took from it is is another beautiful gift in your toolkit uh, to apply. So whichever way it goes, you know, you can be a winner here, which is really great. And it's going to be very interesting to see how your songs are going to be influenced by the child in your life, because I bet there'll be quite a few songs <laughs> that will be um, done by just looking that little one's eyes. 
uh, and some of the, sometimes that's some of the best songs you ever get when it comes from that pure love. Um, I'd like. Oh to, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to share some of those. We we'll get some of those. Um, one of the things I'd like to hit on now is both of your uh, roles in Bravo Seven Four Eight. As I said, I'm systematically going through everybody through the Bravo because I mean, I Canada. You guys are in America. It doesn't matter. Um, it's all about being there for each other, and this group definitely is there for each other. Whether you're a military vet, or, you know, a police vet, um, it's it's about being there for people who have um, who have served in one way or the other, served the people, have had lockdown, um, have got back up, and whatever way they've got back up now, are now using that to serve and help other people. Um, each of you tell us what your kind of role is on, on the Bravo and um, what you do for it. Adam, start with you. Well, I had the, the opportunity to meet Jamie Burton, who's the founder of Bravo 748, back in um, September at the uh, Lone Survivor Foundation Gala in Houston. Her and uh, comedian Bobby Hinline. And she was kind of, yeah. and Bobby's a great guy. And um, so I really just, she kind of told me what Bravo 748 was and kind of her idea behind it. And, and it was a speaker's bureau. And I said, well, have you ever thought about having a musician? And she's like, well, no, but let's talk about that. And so, you know, we, um, you know, you can, you can express things through, through comedy and there's healing through comedy and there's, uh, you know, healing through and education through all these things. And the same thing applies to music as we talked about before. And I, I told Jamie, I said, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how we can work this in, but I'd love to be a part of this. And one of the things that we have as as soldiers as well and veterans is is taking care of soldiers. Yeah. Uh, I was an NCO, yeah. I was a sergeant, and so I mean I was always helping out soldiers and taking care of my soldiers and, and soldiers in need. And now that I'm out, that that doesn't stop, you know. And if I can if I can go help a veteran in some way, and, and I can inspire or I can encourage, having been a lot of times where where they are or have been, or can I reach an entirely new audience and help maybe a civilian population understand what it is that veterans experience and, and go through, then I want to be a part of And I, I want to help. I want to help vets. I want to help others understand some of the challenges and things that veterans do face. And at the same time, if I can do something I love, which is play and sing and perform, I can wrap all that, that into one Sign me up. I'm there, and and that's um, that's that's how I wanted, and the reasons I got connected with Bravo Seven Forty Eight. Yeah, I actually met uh, her as well at the at the gala there, and uh, Bobby Henline and talking about that. And I had done some public speaking for the Lone Survivor Foundation, and I uh, was part of a panel speaking at the gala as well. And uh, it, it's funny, especially here. Uh, Texas, we do a lot of storytelling type uh, events and songs like that. So that's an important part of our songs is telling the story behind it. And I think that kind of helped me not really have an issue with crowds too much. So I was doing a public speaking and it kind of came pretty easy to guess. And so that's kind of the route that we wanted to go where I can have a uh, storytelling songwriting kind of aspect as well as speaking about how music has helped heal me and how we can help others with the music. And, and that's the best thing about what we do is we can help 
them by playing music for them and helping them find their process of healing. And then we can use our music to uh, donate our music to help raise money for charities like we're doing. And I mean, there's a lot of different ways that we can help uh, and give back to our veteran community. And you know, I have to say what I was drawn for it is, is the open honesty. Um, recently had John uh, Krochak speaking um, and, and he was you know, open about sexual abuse he had as a child and how it played, you know, you know when, when it often became a vet and successful here and there, but it, in the background it was, you know, really consuming his life because he never dealt with it. He never dealt with what it was, carried shame and guilt. And, you know, that kind of courage, especially as a vet, you know, you're meant to be tough. You're not meant to share anything. To get out there and share your vulnerability um, and, uh, you know, speak to how it consumed your life and what you did to overcome it, I think is incredibly courageous and shows such strength and gives other people that are going through their own battles um, the ability to know that sharing is releasing and that there is no judgment here. Um, and so I think it's a wonderful safe haven and that's why I support it so much and uh, a wonderful inspiration on uh, giving permission to other people to own what's happened to them, that it's okay to be in you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, it's okay to have had these things happen to you, it's what do you now? How do you empower your lives again? And that's really the impact. And you guys do it through music, which is beautiful, which is wonderful, and very, very important. Um, and, uh, you know, music is something that speaks with uh, at our need. You know, each of us can hear a different, you know, same song at a different time and to address whatever we need at that time. And if we let music into our lives, we'll actually understand just how, not just healing, but how inspirational and not lifting and how igniting can be as well and helping us on our journey. So Adam, how do people uh, find your music? How do they find you on Bravo? How do they find you on your own site? Well, on our site, they can go to uh, blackbirdanthem.com, uh, fake Blackbird Anthem. We're uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Everything is under Blackbird Anthem. We have our own YouTube channel. Again, if you just uh, search Blackbird Anthem, it'll all come up through the Bravo 748 site. Um, have, of course, their own website. I believe it's bravo748.com. There is a Bravo 748 Facebook page. Uh, they can find our music from Blackbird Anthem on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the Valkyrie Initiative and the project that uh, the album Nick and I have both been talking about. Uh, it's called Battle Cry, Songs of America's Heroes. Uh, we're on there. Ryan Weaver, who's also a Bravo 748 member, uh, Scott Brown, uh, John Preston, and uh, that's actually on pre-sale right now. So you can uh, pre-order the album off of iTunes, being released by Pacific Records, and all proceeds from that album are going back to the Valkyrie Initiative to help uh, support veterans uh, suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress and, and healing therapies for them as well. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Reverb Nation at Nick Sterling Music. And uh, I've got to update all my upcoming shows, music, uh, a lot with the project that Adam was just talking about. That's a big one coming out for us and for the uh, initiative, uh, working with Pacific Records. It's, it's outstanding that they would uh, donate their basically their time and their efforts to have zero profits back to them. So 
that 100% goes to a veteran charity. I mean, those are the type of people that you want to work with. Uh, so that hopefully uh, be hearing me more uh, here soon, get a website up soon, and really start pushing it out a lot more. But now you can find me on all the social media platforms. Yep, uh, Nick Sterling Music. It's funny because there's actually another musician with my exact first middle and last name who's actually a famous guitarist. So I'm going to have to get a band name soon just to make sure that that isn't the first thing that comes up when they type in my name in Google. My brother has that problem as an author. There's somebody else with exactly the same name in the same right. genre as well, so he knows that nightmare. So he reinvented yeah. himself and gave himself a new name. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're right. going to be hearing a closing out with both of your music. Adam's music is going to be Tonight We Ride, and then followed by Nick's music. Um, find me, sorry, find me the one, is it? Uh, I'm finally home. It's the uh, music. It's the song we've got on the, both our songs, I believe, are on that album, on the Battle Cry album. Wonderful. So you're also going to see their music up on the SoundCloud, um, which we have here, and the show will be up there as well. So I encourage you to listen to some of their other songs as well. And definitely go out and buy this album. You're supporting great music. Um, listing, but I'll um, gain where they can pre-order it. Where again, Adam? From uh, iTunes, Amazon, and just about anywhere that uh, digital music is sold. I'm trying to push the iTunes um, so that hopefully, when the album actually is officially released on March 17th, that it'll actually chart maybe in the top 100, top 50 albums that week. So we're, we're trying to push towards the iTunes. And if I could, I just want to uh, any other vets that might be out there listening to this this podcast that have a um, maybe a desire or or want to play some music. There there are some great veteran organizations out there to help with that. Songwriting with Soldiers is one that I've worked with. Uh, there's another organization out of California that uh, is starting a recording studio just for veterans called Vet Tracks. There's one out of the Nashville area called. Uh, Records. Uh, there's, um, I think, guitars for vets. Oh, um, uh, um, songwriting with soldiers was the first one. There's one called Vet Tracks, T R A X X, and then Five Five Six Records is out of Nashville, and these are all. Uh, veteran organizations, 501c3s that are uh, trying to just help veterans create and share their music. Hero Song is another one based out here in Florida. Um, the producer of that, Julian's a good friend of mine. So there are some great outlets out there and resources for vets that want to, to start and explore music. Wonderful. Uh, and a really good organization. So, so please go to iTunes, pre-order Battle Cry, Songs of American Heroes. It's for a very good cause, and you're going to have some excellent music on there. And it's really good to support the work that they're doing. Um, you know, these men and women put uh, their lives on the line, whether it's through military or, um, you know, the police force or ambulance or whatever. You know, they're out there every day risking their lives for you. So the least we can do is give back. And not only are you giving back, you're receiving um, some great music and, um, and a great reason for, for doing something for other people. So I want to thank Adam and Nick for being with us here today. Thank you, so much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk and uh, share some time and uh, just uh, tell a little bit of our stories. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, much appreciate you. The work that you're doing, the music you're putting out, 
and you never just uh, back you know caring and giving back by being true to you because that's the most important thing in the end so thank you very much guys so you can catch them on the bravo748.com and um, listen to their music support this new album on iTunes Battle Cry Songs of American Heroes and uh, you know follow their careers and see where they go and if you're in the area you may want to book a gig with them um, so please do so so remember, there is always an outlet, there is always an answer, there's always someone there for you. You're not alone. Until next time, folks, enjoy their songs. Bye for now.
your gun Tonight we run to the border Count out your breath Take your last drink of water Load up your packs and head out into the sand Say a prayer for your God to steady your hand There's a night Ready for the fight Still run Eyes open wide Nowhere to hide They're coming 